whether it's compromise or whether it's just um, taking what society expects of you to be with, like just be with a good guy, a homely guy, a provider, all of that good stuff. You cannot change the fact that you're still very wild when it comes to sex. Hello and welcome to 20 Somethings Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes, self-acclaimed spokesperson for 20s. Here on the podcast, we talk about everything bothering us as 20-somethings. From the good, to the bad, to the wings, the ups, the downs, and everything in between without discrimination, judgment, or prejudice. With a goal to build a community of 20-somethings who are empowered to be their best selves, live their best lives, blossom while staying connected and learning from one another. If this is your first time here, welcome. And to returning listeners, welcome back. So let's delve right in. You cannot change the fact that you're still very wild when it comes to sex. Are you talking from experience, though? No, but I mean, you can't read. Like, Are you, you talking from experience, though? No, no, no. Actually, no, no. Like no. That, <laughs> you can't stop being that person. Like, you have a high sex drive and there's nothing you can literally do about it. Like, that's part of you that you can probably, don't say, I don't know if I can, I can use the word shrink for a while, mm. but it's still always going to come back to haunt you because that's mm. who you are. I feel like you're talking from experience, but you don't want to, you don't, you if don't, that's you don't, you, are, you don't want, maybe not in the aspect of sex, come up with every conversation that you're having with who you know. Whoever it is that you're dating. So even if you're celibate, you guys are not having sex. I feel like for that kind, for this issue, there's no compromise about it. Because for me, right, if we are going to date, you have to be okay with being. It's a I big thing for you. It's, it's a big, big thing for me. Yeah. So we need you need to know what your own values are, and you need to know the values that you can't compromise on. Mm. It's just like saying, um, "This guy is good. He's rich. He's handsome. He's tall, but, but... he's beating me." I cannot. If you beat me, I'm not even scared of. I'm going to die. I'm scared of what me I will do to you. Mm. I said, <laughs> girl, you slap me. I slap you back. It's it's easy. I love right? it. It's very me. I can be a thou. There's this inherent thou. You slap me. I don't even know when I'm going to slap you back. Oh my hey God, Jessica. <laughs> For me, right? You just need to know the values that you can't compromise. Mm, word, actually, like that is a very that's big very deal. important. For what me, as much as I'm celibate, as much as I'm celibate, I know that when I start to have sex later, maybe when I'm married, yeah. right? I love sex. Mm. So I mean, the guy that I'm dating now has already hinted that he's active. It's something that you will talk about. If not, there are some conversations that if you don't have before marriage, you are just building castles in the air. Mm. And like the Bible still says, asking how you guys are bloody coping. Uh, we are coping. <laughs> At this point, guys, <laughs> actually, I think I should do an intro because we're never going to stop with this conversation. So hello and welcome to 20 Somethings Round Podcast. As always, my name is Jessica Fortunes and... I'm sure that you've already gotten a bit of what this conversation is about. But if you've not, I'm just going to tell you that you're in for a ride. Because for today's episode, I have with me two lovely ladies. First, I have Stephanie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and next, I have Essay. Hi. Hi. Guys, this is going to be a very interesting conversation. Like, I'm excited for it. Like, before we even got to the mic or got on the mic, we've been having like this argument from here to here to here. It's like, oh my God, just get me the mic. And I'm glad that we're finally here. So get ready, get your popcorn and let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. So sincerely, this conversation is starting off from the movie that I recently watched. And I don't know if you've watched it. If you've watched it, let me know. You can let me know on social media, of course. <laughs> All right. So basically, it's called Sex Live. And I watched it like last week over the weekend. And... I feel like there was a lot of issues there for us to dissect as 20-somethings. And that's why today I'm bringing on the podcast that, you know what, we need to talk about this. First, I'm going to give a background because I feel like not everybody have watched it. And then we'll go into the conversation. Yeah. So Sex Live. The movie takes us through the journey of a young lady who in her 20s and while she was growing up and all of that shit, she was basically very sexually active. One. Two, she had a dream of, you know, getting her... PhD. She was in school for her PhD. You know, that means she was really brilliant. She was really good with school, but she also had a very great, active sex and social life. Also, she had this dream of, you know, having such a very fancy life. You know, she wanted to live in New York. She wanted to explore. She was just that girl, you know, who was very 
not very homely. You know that there's some women who are homely, there's some women who are not homely. So she was the not homely kind of person. And this is to say that neither of them is bad, but you just have to figure out which one you are. So she was this person and she was living her life as such. But then along the line, you know, after dating different guys, you know, she had this ex who basically broke her heart. And this was like the love of her life. And then after that heartbreak, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to dump this life of, you know, wanting all of these plenty things that I want and just settle for the next guy who came along, who was a very homely kind of guy. Like the guy is very homely. You know, he has a house in the, you know, in the with gardens, you know, very, very homely life in the countryside, all that kind of thing away from all the other dreams that she wanted. And she gets married to this guy. They have two kids. They stay together for eight years. But then during the course of these eight years, she becomes very uncomfortable. It's like she becomes very, what's that word? Very wanting. She starts to feel like, no, this is not the life I wanted. And so that leads me to different questions of first. You know how people say, oh, a relationship completes you. Does it really complete you? Two, should you really leave your dreams? You know, oh, I should mention that, you know, she marries this man and then, she forgets about her PhD, like she was going to get a PhD, but then she becomes a full housewife. And when she was asked about it, she's like, yeah, myself and my husband decided that we should take care of the kids. I'm going to take care of the kids. Like she just basically left all her dreams. So as a young person, at what point do you compromise so much that you forget all your dreams and then move on to a man? Like, and then what do you use to complete yourself? That makes sense. Because if you're living your dreams, what else are you picking on? And how much are you sure that this is going to be able to complete you? Because she has a husband who is working a good job. She has two children, a boy and a girl. And by all standard, if you're in Nigeria, you know that that is the dream. You have a husband, you have a girl, you have a boy. You are, you are the, you are the, you've made it in life. Your husband has a good job. He's a banker, a venture capitalist. Like what else are you looking for? He's good, you know, but she still wasn't happy. So that makes you on this. It just acts. There's a lot of questions and a lot of things to unpack from this episode. And so I'm joined again by the beautiful Stephanie and Essie. And we want to talk about this, you know, as 20-somethings, you know, your dreams, talk about the sex life, talk about all of these things as 20s and how it affects us. So like I said, you're in for a ride. So my very first question is, go to, is going to go to Essie. Yeah, Essie. Are you ready for me? Yeah, sure. Bring it up. <laughs> okay. So the very first question is really... How much do you think is too much of a compromise? <sighs> <laughs> well, nah, it depends on what you're compromising. Was that evil? <laughs> well, it depends on what you're compromising on. Mm -hmm. So, as a human being, right, you need to know what your values are. Mm. What what are your negotiables and mm. what are your non-negotiables? It's just like you're going for a job interview and mm -hmm. you're going for a job over. You need to know what is this thing that would make me work here? And what is this thing that I can negotiate? Mm. Or I'm just going to leave the offer off the table and go. It's just, it's the same way. I'm not saying relationship is a, or marriage is a business transaction, mm. but it is two human beings that grew up in different, you know, they have different experiences, different exposure coming together. So you need to know, okay, this is what makes me essay. Mm. And this is what makes me ESE, meaning, okay, I, could, I can... Mm, I can let it go. I can let it go. And this is what makes the other person that person. This is what the other person can let go, right? Mm -hmm. So in the case of this lady now, if her PhD was so important to her, I mean, it brings me to the question, what were they discussing before they got married? Word. Mm. Well, what were discussing? they discussing before mm -hmm. they got married? What what issues did you touch? What issues did you? I mean, some people will say when I want me before me and my husband gets married, we'll talk about finances. If you're going to have joint savings, joint mm -hmm. account, yeah. everybody has their opinions, right? But it's your relationship. For me, I know that some things are not negotiable. So if if they if my non negotiables are a deal breaker for you, then that's the sign that this person is not for me. Mm, word. It's just a sign. Like you don't even need Jesus Christ to come down and tell you this person is not your husband. Because before you even take it up in prayer, there are some things that you don't bother Jesus Christ about. It's, it's common sense. It's common sense. <laughs> so before you go and meet Jesus to say, God, after this guy, you just need to know that, oh, this guy is a no-no. I mean, why are you wasting your prayer that you used to pray for money? Mm -hmm. You pray for a guy that is already a no-no on your yeah. values. So I just feel like, first of all, what were they discussing before they got married? And compromising a relationship is normal. It, in fact, if you're not compromising in that relationship, both of you are deceiving yourself. But what are your core values? Mm. I think that's, that's like a key thing to take away from that. Like, what are your core values? What are the things that are non-negotiable? Like, this is what I can take. 
and this is what I cannot take. And so, Stephanie, do you agree with that? I mean, I do, but I think that, first of all, I need to say that I'm really tired of when people talk about compromise and relationships and marriage half the time. Did I say half the time? Maybe more than half the time. It's always women that are making half of this compromise. <laughs> there we go. That's the one I'm done with. Like, I'm really tired. Like, we, if you, I mean, outside this movie, if you look around, even in, like, your um, environment, culture, whether you're an African woman or whatever it is, like, half the time is women who are making the compromise. No one asked the man that what was his sex life before. Mm. No one asked him that, ah, do you want a PhD or not? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like these are the issues. Like, it's something that should have been trashed out from the jump, like, from the beginning. You want a PhD. Okay, how do we do this? Okay, maybe you have a first child, you go back to school, mm-hmm. and you come back. Or we combine. And to be honest, if they were that wealthy, they could have actually hired a maid or someone. They to had a nanny. The they had a nanny. So, I don't exactly think that marriage stopped her from getting a PhD. Mm. Maybe her partner was not exactly supportive of it. And to be honest, I mean, I've watched the movie myself and it wasn't so much of a bad partner let's be, co- let's, let's be frank he was yeah, a great guy he, wasn't, he, he was a great guy and I feel like if she opened her mouth to like communicate with him that oh I mean I'm very much interested in getting a PhD um, probably they would have moved to the city or it would have probably been like a weekend mom and she goes um, during Monday to Fridays come back over the weekend so I feel like she didn't or she wasn't exactly very comfortable with a partner enough to like categorically tell him that these are not negotiables for me and this is quite non-negotiable. To be honest, the guy was filling into a basket and what I mean is he didn't know what he was doing. Like again, he was a homely guy. He was filling our own picture. Like she was, I think there was a part in the, in the movie where he was like, you are the love of my life, but yeah. I am not yours. Yes, there was that part. That's very funny. Like, she completes him. Mm-hmm. But fortunately for, for, for him, it wasn't completing her. Yep. So, I mean, she wasn't very upfront about what she could negotiate on. And so, really, he was filling in, a, like, a, a, a space that or a void that was never his to fill in the first place. Mm. Mm. Word, actually. That, that's a word. And that brings me to the part of the fact where why are women ashamed to say certain things? First, she was ashamed to talk about her sex life. She didn't want to talk about her beagles. She basically was going to pack them up in a box and think that, you know, when you pack them up in a box and you never look at it, it's never going to open up again. It's like, and a lot of women do it. Like I was telling my mom one day, it's like, why is that when women try things? Like they try business, try business. It doesn't work out. Next thing, they've gone to marry. I don't know if it's just me. I'm like, you just see a young lady who has tried a business, who has tried this. And, and next thing, next day, I'm like, she's married. And it's like, and it's that, like the no, that automatically means that others oh, doesn't matter. Since you're married, that's competition. Mm, no, and actually, the way they even make it look like is that, in fact, you, you even tried business. That's lovely. You have a very good family. <laughs> you know, once you've gone to primary school, you've gone to secondary school, you've gone to university, you've done your NYSC, mm-hmm. you've gotten your first taste of a good job. The next thing, and you're still under 30, the next thing is go and bring a man home. Mm-hmm. Like, they make it look like it's, higher it's higher it's yeah. that I have to climb so like I just feel like first of all is the, is the way women have been brought up and you can't blame our mothers that's the exposure they had mm-hmm. you to think that marriage is the be all marriage is your as a as my mom will even tell you marriage as a woman is your retirement plan mm. it like <laughs> <laughs> no my mom has legit told me because i was saying that i want to go abroad mm. you know for my masters and then my mom was like do you know that there's no husband abroad you need to marry first <laughs> before you go abroad i mean oh two, of your, two of my cousins you know, one of my cousins married and took her husband abroad. She's a nurse. Uh-huh. So she just did the nursing conversion and took her husband. Well, you know, me, I'm just saying I want to go abroad. Innocent me. And then my mom's already saying you need to marry before. And I'm like, who told you I'm going abroad to look for a husband? Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, in my house, and I'm not the only girl, it's not making it look like I'm a prodigal child. I was picked up from the gutters <laughs> because I'm not thinking like them. And so the thing is that I won't blame her. It's how she grew up. Yeah. I mean, coincidentally, she... Around my age now, that was when she finished her NYSC. I finished my NYSC at that age or at her age. And then she got married a few months after. So the expectation is already like very high. But at the same time, I would not blame her. But I also say that you also need to know yourself as a Woman. As a human being. If you don't know yourself, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. That, that, that's like very true. And not just even a woman, actually. So like the, the men listening don't feel like, oh, they're out of the equation, yeah? Even as a human being, you need to know what you want. You need to know what you like, where you're going to. And the second thing is, actually, our parents, yeah? You know, this is a realization that I came to the other day. Forget about trying to make them understand. 
You cannot make a 50 years old and a 25 year old of today understand. My mom came home and she was like, men are all the same, men are all the same. And I'm like, but why do you want me to get married to all these men who are not the same? You must get married though. Ah, you must get married. But they're all the you same. You can bank on Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, she's your own friends. Like she's staying praying in the room there. I'm like, but this doesn't make sense. You said they're all the same. Why do you want me to marry them? I think something like this that happened, uh, maybe not quite recently, but I remember having a conversation with my mom and we're just taking like a look around, like um, on marriages around us that we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe aunties, uncle, neighbors that have been married and more than like, all the marriages, maybe not all, but quite a number, a huge chunk of them, the marriage was in shambles. Like, it was not exactly something I was going to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So I remember telling her that, okay, so these people's marriages that we are seeing that are supposed to be the exemplary figure for me, they don't exactly meet up. So tell me why I would want to get married. Next thing she goes like, I mean, you know, he works for some people. <laughs> <laughs> no, mothers I, always have an I, answer. Honestly, oh my God. I could tell she was trying her best. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to cut out some slack because if we're judging based on the statistics, the figure we're actually seeing. Sorry, this thing is not adding up. But she's like, okay, there's some people that really enjoy marriage. <laughs> like, it really works for them. But I'm like, sorry, show me one. My friends are still talking to you. My mom is already softly, you know, anytime we go out, oh, this is my daughter. You know, I'm already making. What's that? I love what's, it. What's that? I, I, I love it. And the truth is, actually, I've, I've just become very comfortable with just letting them be and do whatever it is. In my head, I'm like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Unfortunately, you cannot really tie me. You cannot drag me to the altar. So we're just going to keep talking about this until either I leave the house or I don't know how it's going to happen, but we're just going to keep having this conversation because trying to sit down with my mom and say, okay, let me explain it to you. Let me be vulnerable with you. I'm trying to discover myself. It's a waste of time. No, but funny enough, not everyone has the willpower to actually go against their parents, to be very honest. It's not even the willpower of going against them. It's a matter of allowing them to say what they want to. Not everyone has that Are you for real? It takes Mm, courage. No, let's be honest. It takes takes courage to refuse something that um, culture or society has told you that um, it is the right thing to do. Mm. It's obviously not, it might not exactly be the appropriate thing or it's clearly not what you want but it takes a lot of strength a lot of willpower to like really stand up to your parents stand up to society and just be like oh i'm so sorry this is the norm for you guys but for me i'm going this route and mm. there's nothing you can do about it like it takes a lot of willpower and i mean taking it back to sex life as a movie i'm thinking about it like okay maybe billy has been conditioned or maybe society just says that as a woman you're not allowed to have too much sex yeah. as a woman you are not allowed to want a phd um, as a woman, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And um, at some point, she just fell for it. I was like, yeah, whatever. This is what society wants. So, I mean, I just suffered a heartbreak. So, let me just do society's way and see what comes out of it. After all, I get a good guy. Um, I live in the countryside. I have a house to myself. Um, I have maybe two beautiful children to compensate for that. And she just goes on with it. And yeah. eight years down the line, she wakes up and she's like, yo, this is never really what well, I feel I like that goes to show that she doesn't really love herself enough. Mm. Right? Because... How am I going to put it? I mean, there's dealing with society. That's where emotional maturity comes in. There's dealing with society. But there's also a place of knowing what you want, right? How am I going to put it? If she loved herself enough, she would have recognized that the guy loved her and would have been willing to communicate problems and find solutions to it. I agree with you, yeah. But I think that I'm going back to what Stephanie said about, you know, the society conditioning because there was a part in the movie where she talked about the shame she you know her mom she and her her mom were having this discussion and her mom i don't know how the conversation goes but she talked about the fact that her parent made her feel like she was the bad egg because first she was sex driven like she had a very high sex appeal or whatever that thing it is i can't remember how she put it but like there was a thing of shame there was an element of shame and so that shame held her back from telling her husband and like stephanie rightly mentioned the guy was a good guy actually like he was a good guy by every standard he was the victim of this movie to be fair to be fair he was the victim of the movie because he was doing everything correctly he did not cheat on her he gave her the best life possible but she could not just stay one place. And when she was asked, there was a thing of shame where the society had made it feel like as a woman, you're supposed to be coy. In fact, all the other women in the countryside, they were all dressing, you know, wearing dresses, you know, living life as they were all comfortable with that kind of life until she started to question, like, why are we living this life? You know, it was basically what the society wanted. So there was a thing of the society makes you feel ashamed. It's like, you should not do this. You should, I mean, I cut my hair and it's like, huh? You look this. Are you going through a midlife crisis? The society is already worried for my sake. 
So not to talk of a woman who now decides that, oh, I want to go here. I want to do a PhD. I want to do this. They make it, they make it like a whole lot seriously. Like, are you sure? What's wrong with your, you know, there's something wrong somewhere. And so like that limits where you. where our generation comes in, in the sense that our parents have been, like my mom now, I used to wonder whether she used to menstruate. <sighs> I know she does, but she never shows it, right? There are some mm. things that are so private, mm. you know. So, I mean, I'm this... Why do I have to be so... I mean, why are you hanging your pants in this room when you know that your dad or your brothers are passing or something? She's just going to hide it for you. But it's pants. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's an underwear. Don't they have boxers? Do they hide it? So... Our parents, are, it's easy for them to live a life of denial because mm. they had the, how am I going to put it? They had this sister, they had this invisible sister thing. Mm. This one is living a life of denial. So it's easy for you to live a life of denial. Mm-hmm. Well, in our own generation, I mean, we are, we are speaking out. So it's not, it's not going to be so, I mean, you can't live in a life of denial for a long time. Mm-hmm. You can't live it, right? So that's where the generation, once you know that you are in this kind of generation, you you can't. And you should be thankful for it because exactly. they did not have a choice. I think that we should actually realize, which is one more reason why when my mommy talks right now, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I understand where you're coming from. Because the truth is, if I wasn't born in this generation or if, it, if we weren't born in the 21st century, we probably would not be having this conversation. You would follow in that line. We would follow in that same well, line. Well, maybe we would have been the rebel, Sha. Like, to be fair. Right now, we're rebels. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I've also said to the recently is whenever I'm trying to make a decision, I always try to like take a moment and sit down and look around. Like I really want to separate what is my own voice mm-hmm. and what is my parents' voice mm-hmm. and what's like maybe society. Maybe yeah. more than half the time, society and my mom's voice and my parents' voice is the same thing. <laughs> same I need to see. But sometimes I really like really need to like seek deep in me and find out that I'm more this is what I want to, this is what they expect of me. So Either we do it my way or we like reach a middle ground. Mm. So I think people need to be clear on that from the start. Like, what do you want? Like, sit down and analyze yourself, analyze situations, um, search deep, find out that, I mean, this is genuinely what I want. I mean, you're lucky if what you want and what society wants is the same it's, thing. I mean, mm. lucky, thumbs up, I'm happy for you. Go, girl. But really, like, I need to, you need to be able to separate these things. And sometimes there could be a mix up. To be honest, people make mistakes. You could actually find out or at some point what society wants for you might be the ideal thing. And halfway or four years, eight years down the line, you really, really want to change that path. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. There's, there's honestly nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with that. So um, people should be allowed to like make mistakes. People should be allowed to correct them. Women should be allowed to like, they should be giving grace enough. Like people should extend grace to women, career women, married women, unmarried women, women with children, women with only guys, women that are not even married at all. Like, I mean, there should be some sort of grace that should be extended to them. It's allowed to like, or they should be allowed to make mistakes, correct them and maybe try over and over again. I feel like in sex life, that grace has not been given to Billy. Mm-hmm. To like um, acknowledge that, okay, it's okay for you no one to want this life that you've had for the last eight years mm-hmm. and agree that it's time for you to change it. Um, they didn't. But you say have... what's not okay? What's not okay is knowing that you have a particular sex drive and you're trying to hide it. I don't know. Maybe because it doesn't make <laughs> sense to me because I'm in a generation where we speak up, mm-hmm. right? And though, though people have taken sex as a normal thing, which we know that it is not normal mm-hmm. on a normal day. <laughs> sorry, but, sorry, sorry. Sex is not normal on a day. There's not too many normals. I, I, but like, no, sex is not normal on a normal day. Like on a normal day, sex is not, Why is it not normal. Why is not normal? Sex is normal. But I mean, coming from the Christian aspect. Now that's society. <laughs> that's society. That's, cool. that's, that's society. religion. No, 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 that's not society. That's religion. Because there's, there's something because like sex is normal. Sex is... Sex is like, normal. even if you just sit down, like you were talking about ovulation, you just sit down as a woman, you're going through ovulation and you start feeling honey. So sex is sex normal. Is, you're you're not getting normal. my point. Sex is normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> right? But what I'm trying to say is that she should have just known that there is no shame. I mean, she's married already. There's no shame in in her wanting to spice up their sex life. There's no shame that before they got married, she should have sat down and said, this is how I am. This is how I am. I mean, she men take pride. I no, mean, men take pride. One thing I've noticed is men take pride in wanting to please their women in bed. In fact, they want to have that feeling of I've conquered. Mm. Right? They have this... 
I don't, I don't think it's all men because in this movie, yeah, guys, let me cut you guys up a bit, right? So we've moved from the part where you know she had to make the decision, and I think that we've all agreed that she should have established some negotiables. You know, she should have spoken about these are things I can agree, and these are the things I cannot agree on, right? And then she did not do that. We've also spoken about the issue of shame, what the society expects of you, and I think that two things I've probably taken up from this is the fact that first she really should have been able to you know regardless of what the society expected of her she needed to have determined what she wanted for herself and tried as much as possible to you know to go for it because at the end of the day spending eight years doing something that was contrary to what she wanted was almost i mean it was good times but like she was stretching herself too far so if she had tried to figure out what she wanted who she was as a person she probably would have saved herself a lot of the issues that happened in between and this is the part where i feel like as 20 somethings as young people i think that we should take time to know ourselves you know there's a thing of self-awareness knowing yourself as a person what are your negotiables what are your values what are the things that make you tick what are the things that when you see them you're passionate about them what are the things that you can let go right and so once you decide all of these things for yourself right you can then build your relationship your career your passion i feel like once you know yourself very well Every other thing is a lot more easier. But that's not to say that knowing yourself is easy. That's a whole topic on its own. <laughs> not today, but <laughs> that's a whole topic on its own. But I feel like that was the process she needed to have gone through. Now, let's go to the part of the sex. Now, one of the major issues that she had in her marriage was the fact that she, as a young girl now, as a happening babe, she had seen life, she had tasted life, she had gone down on different people, they've gone down on her. She has done the do, the do, the do. Like, she had basically tasted it. And then she goes ahead and marries a man who was Pretty much homely. Like, guys, in case you haven't seen the movie, the movie, there was a part in the movie where she had sex with her husband. He went down on her and all of that. And then the guy goes into the bedroom and he's trying to brush off his teeth. It's like he's going, he wants to remove his teeth. Meanwhile, there are other men who, they don't see it as anything. So this to tell you that they had two completely different lifestyles when it comes to sex. And also... He was trying. Like, that's to go back to S's point on men trying. Like, when he found out that, oh, my God, this is what my wife wanted, he started to try. This was even when he was going down on her. He That was him trying to do, to please her, right? He tried the, they went to a sex, a naked party, something like that. They tried, like, they were basically trying. To, the guy even tried to do one part where he was standing and it was, like, he was basically trying different sex styles. But it was not him. It was not working for him. It was not working for the lady. And so, like, there became a whole lot of confusion. So that now leads to the question of having different sex drive as a woman, as a man, as a young person, and then your other person. They have, how do you, how do you move past it? Can you lock up your sex? Can you reduce the sex drive that you have? Can you increase it? And, okay, I'm going to allow Stephanie to start on this <laughs> Why one. Me? I just want you to start on this one. Like, do you think there's a way you can lock it up, unlock it? Like, you know, all that kind of thing. Clearly not. <laughs> it would always come back haunting you. I mean, this is very, 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 very far off what religion teaches you. Mm. I am a big supporter of having sex before marriage I'm so sorry mm. it's going to avoid all these type of situations that somebody's sex drive is hard and the other to be fair so people need to be able to match each other like as much as you match each other career wise you match each other in very like other areas of your life sex, sex is always very very important so you need to know if this person matches up your energy and for someone like her who has literally explored and she she loves to be touched a certain way she loves to be like some certain things need to be done to her um I don't think that nigga was aware of it. Like he I don't wasn't. he wasn't. He clearly wasn't aware of but it. But he was trying to. Eight years after. <laughs> he was trying eight years and two kids after. Like, no, my point is, like from the from the beginning, she should have known the type of babe that I am is like this type of guy I would be, or if I want to be with this type of guy, I need to be very upfront about him. I mean, there are other ways to go about it. Uh, maybe maybe sex toys will like compensate for it. He didn't even know how to use sex toys, that guy. Yeah, so, I mean, the guy would try his own five minutes and once he's done, she'll go and use her sex toys to, like, make up for her, like, the other's libido that is... I mean, I mean, there could have been ways about it or maybe they would have even just not gotten married from the beginning because they would both admit that um in this area we're exactly lacking and sex is non-negotiable. Do you think that much of a big deal? Yes, sex yes, is one is. of the non-negotiables we've talked about already. It's non-negotiable. I think yes, it's think women that they are married to rich men. They have money. Still look for small, small boys to sleep. It's not negotiable, Sex to be honest. It's life. It's like part of life. Like part you're of you're the putting body. yourself to 1,000 years imprisonment 
if you're not. Are you for real? Is that enjoyable? Yes, I mean. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's non negotiable. Actually, the truth is, I, I would have I mean, said otherwise. I would money in marriage. If, wow, really? Yes. I'm not I'm not even trying to form like hard girl or like I but like I really until up until today, I never would have thought that deep that sex was a non-negotiable. Yes, I think sex is part of non-negotiable. It's part of non-negotiable. But okay, let me now go to SA. SA, you are from what we've said, you're celibate. So how do you know that you and your sex I say you and your sex, guys? You and your <laughs> partner are going to be compatible in that area. Because we have literally talked about it. Mm. We have, I mean, what have been the relationship if you cannot talk, mm. you cannot communicate? We've talked about, we've talked about what I like, what he likes, how I like to be touched. Where because I'm celibate, I'm not a virgin, so mm. mean I have had sex before, and I know what pleasures me, mm. right? And he has had sex. In fact, he is celibate because he loves me that much mm. and wants to keep the relationship. Right. Okay. Okay. So we talk about it like, okay, this is what I like. Can you? Um, I'm not. I'm not a fan of head. Mm. He likes to give head. Is it something you can? Mm, okay. Well, it's not something I, I've had it before. I felt very. Say I've had it before, like it's ice cream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said, like, yes, I've had it before. But <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't worry. Just I mean, it's just something that it's, it's not enough to turn me off. So I know that, oh, okay, I can indulge you since you mm, enjoy it. Yeah. Right? So it's things that we talk about it. I mean, we've gone to the extent of using pictures. Can you do this? Mm. This, I like it. Do you like it? Okay. Is this something that you can be willing to try when we are married? Right. I feel like when two people are dating, there is no shame. Mm. If you want to have a good marriage, you have to remove every iota of. If you are dating a good man, though, that's the man that's going to see you finish. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to have every. You have to remove every iota of shame and just come out clean. Come as right? you are. Exactly, come as you are. So that's what has helped. I know that okay, this man though is very active, and I feel like from our conversation. He, he matches do do. my yeah. He can do the do. Mm. He mm. the energy. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Well, let me ask you a question. There are times that people have applied for jobs and during their interview, they slate like, oh. Oh, like, I'm gonna do this. I can do that. I can miss this KPI. I can do this. I can bring this amount of sales. And when you employ them, you're like, yeah, come on, do the magic like you said I can do now. So I mean, just just joking. But my question exactly is. Um, so in that regard, like when you guys get married, I mean, hopefully you guys end up together. Um, what happens if maybe this person doesn't exactly fit into... Cannot perform. Can, let's not use what cannot perform, just cap. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they don't exactly do it the right way or they don't do it as much as you want it. I mean, it doesn't mean they are not trying. We, You can tell they are trying, but um, how non-negotiable is sex for you? <sighs> in all honesty... Sex is very important. It's like ninety five percent important for me. So if he cannot do, it, I mean, I'm, but it's I'm not enough not. for me to leave my marriage. Ninety five percent. It's not enough for me. It's not hundred percent. It's not enough for me because I feel that there is no sexual issue that doesn't. I mean, sex is hormonal. Mm. It's hormonal. It's just estrogen and progesterone. <laughs> I like the fact that she knows them. <laughs> it's hormonal. That's just it. So it's not enough. It's just like mm. you're letting your feelings, emotions control you instead of you controlling them, right? So you feel like you can control your sex once and drive. Yes, I mean, <laughs> for, a how lifetime. I for a lifetime <laughs> of marriage. But it's not, how am I going to put it? Like I was saying, there is no issues with sex that doesn't have a solution. I mean, go on Instagram. There are people teaching you how to have sex. There's sex mm. therapy, vaginal care, there's all of that, teaching you how to grind. So if my husband then is willing, so, why not? Mm. Another thing, another option is you can just be playing pornography and be, I mean, people, there's a film like that. People do it. They, how, we, how far are you willing to go to keep your marriage over sex? I feel like there's a solution for it. If it's drug-related, we are both pharmacists. We know what to take. 
we know a doctor to see. So things like that. I, I, I mean, as far but as listening to you talk, then I feel like sex is a non. Is, I think it does. It's not. It's the negotiable. Maybe because I know that there are solutions to it. That's why I'm not so freaked out by it. That means it's not a non-negotiable for it's you. It's negotiable. But I feel like for Stephanie, it is a non-negotiable because for you, it's like we can walk around it. And that's why yes. you can stay celibate. Because the truth is, if you're not sure, it would be a matter of, let's even see that everything, it can happen. And then let's not go celibate. Is that possible? Where some people, like they meet together and then they say, okay, we're all perfect. Oh, yeah, let's not go celibate. Is that, that, does that work? I mean, why are you giving dog food? And moving the food? <laughs> why are you giving dog food? And moving the food? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like from this, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but I feel like it has moved from a non-negotiable to like a negotiable. So it means that we can work on it to get better in your stance. But it feels like you, on the other hand, is like, it's, you don't even think that they can walk around it. Why? My mom is going to listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> Mommy, don't listen. Close your eyes for this okay, one. Um, yeah, I think that sex is non-negotiable. Again, different strokes for different folks. I think yeah. for different women, it's definitely going to um, differ. For me, it's non-negotiable. Um, I mean, I've not been in that situation yet. I feel like there's something stuck in Stephanie's mouth, oh, but no. she doesn't want to say it. Please, use the mic and talk to her, Stephanie. Stop, stop this thing. I know. I mean, sex is definitely non-negotiable. I think I need to say that on my full chest. Like, it's non-negotiable. I can't why? negotiate on that. This life is hard. I need I need a bit of pleasure, like good pleasure. <laughs> oh, I need God. a bit of good pleasure. Um and again, marriage is very like I know if you if you talk to married folks, they always tell you that people always make it seem like in marriage is only sex that we're coming there to do. Like mm-hmm. there are way, way, way yeah, more, more important that things to um to work on. So, I mean, it's just, I really hope that when I get married, sex is just icing on the cake and it's as bang as I want it to be. Please, it's not negotiable. I beg, if my husband is his name, it's come correct. Thank you. <laughs> come correct, because Stephanie is not here to play. <laughs> well, I, I agree with both of you on different, on both your stands because... No, Jessica, you're trying to be diplomatic. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, actually going, I'm actually going to go there. Like, no, prior to, I already said it, right? Prior to this, I would have put sex in a negotiable part because it just feels very, very minute. That's how I think about it. But maybe I don't think I've had a lot of sex to decide for if, and I, I don't think that, I don't think I'm at that point where I like enjoy sex so much. It's the stance where I'm like, it's a, it's a non-negotiable. For me, it feels very non-negotiable. But now, as I look at it more and more, and I realize that I've not even tried that style. I don't even know this style. I don't even know that. I don't know a lot of things about the subject of sex. I feel like I need to, even talking about what pleasure, I love the fact where you mentioned that, you know, you know what pleasures you as a woman. And that is fantastic. I had an episode with um, a sex um, educator one time, and she spoke about it where she said, you know, a lot of people as women don't even know what pleasures them. They think that, you know, you know, penetration is the only way, but there are lots of things. How do you kiss? How do you touch? Where do you touch? What makes them, you know, orgasm? And all of this, like, it's a whole study of you knowing yourself. And the truth is, if I'm being honest with you guys, I don't know myself that much enough. So I would have easily put it, in not in negotiable but now that i think about it i think i need to spend some time to know myself and what i really like in that aspect to now know if it's like such a big deal or if it's like something i'm willing to you know learn and then or you know to be on what side but i agree with both of you on different things in the sense that first she talked about the fact that they speak about it and that was one issue that billy had she did not talk she did not talk to um her husband about it. Like, if either of you were to go into a relationship right now, I'm sure you would talk to your man and say, this is what I like. I wanted to bang. I mean, even you before like, you have sex. Like, talk about, talk about it. So you like, wanted to bang. So that is the main issue. So as a actually, young person... it's very easy for us to come here and dish advice. Isn't it? I'm never... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even capping. It's very easy for us to come here and dish advice. Okay, what would you say um, differently? I'm not very expressive when mm. it comes to sex. I'm still learning, actually. Just like you have not had a lot of experience, so I've not been with people, quite a number of people. I'm still learning. Um, I think just quite recently, maybe two years ago, I mean, I started to own up to the fact that it's okay for me to want sex. Mm. It's okay for me to tell my partner to touch me this way, um, do a certain thing. Oh, I don't like this. I want when you do this instead. Um, I'm still trying to like unlearn all of that. Um, I wouldn't say shame, 
but all of that um i want to be seen as a moderate person i want to yeah. be seen as a modest There's girl moderate. <laughs> exactly so like i'm learning i'm unlearning that yeah. and like really i think i just that. knew that really early that i mean is it's lucky not everyone had that it was when i started doing this podcast and listening to people talk that i realized i was lacking in that area and that's like actually as a young person like it's okay you learn things you relearn you unlearn you like it was when I started talking to people and I realized that shit, I don't know nothing. Because the thing is that, you know, one thing I tell I tell ladies, especially as a pharmacist, I've had people come to, even my friends, I say, just cancel me, right? Mm. And I'll just tell people that, there's, first of all, remove that shame. There's nothing shameful about having sex. sex. Yeah. Because you see men, eh? you see this creature, Adam, <laughs> They are never shy. Oh no, they are going you. to tell you what they want. They will, Jesus. Like they tell They're you so with bold. their full chest. <laughs> so I mean, something that pleasures you, and it's something that you see. One, when two people are coming to drag themselves yeah. over sex, I me, mean, my own is. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yes. So why? What? What's <laughs> it? What exactly. are you dragging? And it was both of you in the action. Not like one person was doing it, and the other person get? was just there. So I'm like, if yeah. you did not enjoy it, what did? What was your stance? What? Because you see that man. He has come, he has come. Yes, he he's satisfied. He's, yeah. He's, 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 you see that f- if you're so tensed up from work for past few weeks, you can't have sex. Like this. it's like a pill. It's like it's just like a pill. You oh just my take god! It and just distress. Oh my- <laughs> it's a form of distressing, mm. right? So why do you, as a woman, want to deny yourself that pleasure, ladies? You in, heard it from a F- form of shame. Do not deny right? yourself. I don't open know. Open your mouth and open talk. Your mouth and talk. You open your mouth and say, "I'm hungry." Mm-hmm. It, it just it aches me when ladies say, um, "I'm shy." You come to the pharmacy. I want to buy a pad. Speak up. I want to buy a Boston auto. Speak up. Like, why are you so shy? I, I, I think true, true. I agree. I agree with Essay that, like, speak up, ladies and gentlemen, just in case there's a man there that is also, you know, pretty shy because some men themselves are not even comfortable to go and buy a condom and they all struggle with that. So please, everybody, if you're listening to this, we have all joined hands together to say that you need to speak up, right? But I don't want us to, that was like one of the issues. So let's wrap it up by talking about one more thing that I think was a very big issue for them. And that would be the issue of having it all. Do you think it's possible to have it all? Like now as a woman, as a man, you want a woman, you want to have a PhD, only you. You want to live big life, only you. You want to still marry, only you. You want to find the love of your life, only you. You want to have great sex, only you. What is it? Do you think it is possible to have it all? It's hard, actually. It's it's very difficult. I don't think it's... I don't think impossible is the word. It's hard. It's going to take a lot of willpower. Maybe a lot of time as well, mm. actually. You don't get it immediately. Mm. Um, you could say, I want to get my PhD at um, 35. And you get married and you start having kids. And you try to shift that goal to maybe much later in life. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means that sometimes you have to like um, these timelines that you set for yourself. Sometimes it could shift. Sometimes they have they might not they might not be as realistic as you want them to be. So I think it's possible to have it all. It just might not come in the time, the structure, or the form that you want it to come in. But yes, it is very possible to have it all. Mm, I love the way you put it. Like yes, you can have it all, but different, especially the timelines. Why are we even putting timelines to these things? Like you want to achieve something, as long as you achieve it, right? Then you should not really constrain yourself to oh this time one year time five years because that's like the biggest issue and that's why a lot of people stress over their goals like i want to achieve it in five years um forbes on the 30 on the 30 i want to do this and then you pass 30 and then you're crying because like you've set such very such rigid timeline that you don't even like to be flexible and forgetting the fact that life is a very big factor in our goals it's like life can happen to you what are you gonna do I used to tell my friend that I would say my own and life would say it own. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, I will make all this and life then. Life would just be looking at you that, oh, when I'm ready, I will do what I want to do. <laughs> Actually, like, life just goes, I now have a part in my goal where it's like, it's open for life to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I want this life. Like, this is where I'm going to. But I know it's going to still happen along <laughs> the way. But just don't hit me. That's my prayer, but actually, don't don't hit don't me frustrate so me. <laughs> <laughs> don't frustrate me so much that I forget my goals. Like, even though I fall, 
I want. I hope that I'm resilient enough to, you know, stand up and then, you know, go after it again, knowing that this is actually what I want. Because I feel like eventually life agrees with you. It probably takes you corner, 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 corner. But if you're resilient and if maybe one day life will say, let okay, me let me put you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, essay. do you agree as well that, you know, we can have it all? Well, of all, uh, that's, how am I going to put it? I kind of agree with Stephanie, but I also feel like there's a place of want and there's a place of need. Mm. Mm. I feel like you're very deep. Okay. <laughs> like, you're, like you're very... <laughs> no, there's a place of want and there's a place of need. Like, mm. it depends. Wants are, you know, they, wants are not necessarily shallow, yep. but they're not as deep as needs, right? Word. So it depends so is on... PhD a need or a want? It, for you. I think it's individual. It individual, in, individual, individual yeah. right? So for that, for Billy in the movie, right, I feel like she became lazy about her goals. So mm. I'm not blaming her husband in anything. Like you said, the man is was a victim. She became lazy about her goals because what stopped you? If it's something that I feel like one thing for me is I look at it. What's one thing that in the next five years, if my if my friends or my circle of friends are achieving that thing will make me cry. Mm. Okay. Once I can identify that thing, for me now, it's going abroad. Mm. It's going abroad. Once I see a few friends in Nigeria, that's why she's giving me ginger. Once all of them go abroad like this, ah, it's over. I'm going to sleep in every embassy I can. Do you get that kind of thing? Yeah. Is that a want or a need for you? Traveling it's a need. No, it's not a need. A lot of things for her. For me. For me. No. The only reason she gave that she wants to travel abroad because is because of her because friends. All her, she no, said, because I'll get a better life. She said, if all my friends should live like this in the next five years, <laughs> see what we're talking about on realistic timelines. It doesn't mean you're never going to leave, but if you don't live in the next five years, it's yeah. going to hurt you. But I mean... Minus the timeline. <laughs> I feel like there was a cut. <laughs> there was a cut. But minus the timeline, right? Yeah. If you see all of your friends doing that thing you really want to do, and you know that in the long run it's going to pain you to your bone marrow, then you don't have to be lazy about it. Yeah, I agree. I, but I feel like just your friends doing it is not enough reason yeah, for you not. to not... No, like, obviously that it's not one enough. Just, it's just, just one of the many other exactly, reasons. Exactly, just one yeah. of the many other reasons. But mm. I, how am I going to put it? I'm trying to be relatable in the sense that in nine, it means as a, a lot person, to you. As a young person, mm -hmm. we depend on each other. We yeah, depend we do. on... And let me not use the word com but comparison has to come in. We compare mm. and contrast a lot. Yeah. So, if my friends and my friends, meaning for me to talk like that, it means that we have almost the same goal. Yeah. Right? Almost the same goal. And so, we are working towards almost the same things. Thing. Just minute differences. Right? So, that's why I'm using them as a yardstick. Because in the long run, the truth is that we are definitely going to compare and contrast. contrast. Yeah. In the long run. That's why I feel... Right. So you see Jessica doing this podcast. There's somebody that wants to be in the room where Jessica is. Right. So that's just what I feel. Right. It depends on what you need. And so I feel like Billy was lazy about her goals because after she dropped her two kids, she could have said with the kind of husband she had, she could have said that. I want to go back to pursue my PhD. There's always a way around it. There are always ways, like you said, nanny, weekend mom. There are always ways around it. So for ladies, once you know that this thing is non-negotiable for you, yeah. I have to go back to school. I have to do my master's. I have to travel abroad. And that's something that you should talk about before. You're married. Get I had married two people that the lady wanted to travel abroad. The man said nothing concerned him and abroad. Mm. That was the reason why I left my... This is like, sorry, this sorry to cut you short, but like that was one reason why I left my last relationship. You know, he traveled abroad and I'm like, I don't want to go there. Like it is, you're, you're, I love you or I loved you then, but you're not that important to make me move from here where I am right now. So it was like actually a non, it was like, I don't care if everybody in my life leaves. I'm not going yet. Ever know that we have chances of eating corn for another eight years. You still don't want to leave. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I. I mean, I will travel. No, this. I will travel. I go come. Okay. But I don't want to move. Relocate. Uh, relocate. I mean, that's something. And I'm, I don't want a long distance relationship. Exactly. So I like, those were my non. -negative. That's something I talk about all the time, right? Yeah. If you want to travel abroad, right? 
travel abroad because it is something you want to do. It's not some you're not running away. I'm not. My traveling abroad is not me running away from Nigeria. Yeah. And if I'm going to do my masters abroad, it is if I once I'm done with the masters, if there's a better pay for me here in Nigeria more back. than this money I'm earning now, I'm definitely coming back. Yeah. But if I get a job over there, why not? If not, why just stay there and get your citizenship or get your PR. Life is not really so hard. I love that. I, I I love it. Thank you so much for that. And I think that I I think I already said it, but I do agree with them. You know, you need to. I feel like you can have it all, but first, like Stephanie said, you know, it might not all happen at the same time. And same similar to what um, Essay has said, you need to decide what's a need and what's a want for you. What are the things that I need this to happen in my life, and what are the things that I want it, but if it doesn't happen. I'm still going to be okay with this. And I think it was even one point we mentioned in the beginning where we talked about non-negotiables and negotiables. What are the things that are so important for you in your life that you need them to happen? Like, God, I need this thing to happen, even if the life punches me 10,000 times, right? And if this does not happen, I'm not going to have a fulfilled life, then you keep chasing those things until they happen for you. But if they are not, and these things, you should definitely talk about it with your partner and be realistic to yourself too. Admit it to yourself. I think that's one of the biggest things, actually. You need to admit it to yourself. A lot of times we say, mm, mm, no, admit it. Say with your chest, this is what I want. This is how I want my life to be. And then start to pursue it little by little. And eventually you get there. I feel like I'm sounding like Oprah Winfrey right now. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay, guys, we've been touching up, chatting about this for almost an hour now. And I feel like if I do not drop the mic right now, we will continue. We will go on and on. But I do know that we've had such a great conversation. We've talked about a number of things and I feel like, oh God, I feel like I would want a part two. But I know that this has been great. And so for everyone who's listening or for you listening, I hope that you've enjoyed this just as much as we have enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Stephanie. Thank you very much, SA. You all, thank you for being real, actually. Say, thank you for keeping it real. Thank you for not coming here and saying, oh, let me try to, you know, nah. You guys were giving it to us, like, I think it was real. a very interesting conversation. It, it was. Sorry because it wasn't even exactly planned. You know, we had, like, so many things to pick from. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. I think it was very interesting. Anyway, yeah, it was a very good one. So thank you very much, ladies. Um, thank you for listening. You listening at home. I hope that you enjoyed it. And until next week, this is 20-somethings Rand. Signing out. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to drop a review and rate on iTunes, Spotify, and Jamit. Also, you can join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag, hashtag 20somethingsrant, or follow on Instagram at 20somethingsrant, or send an email to 20somethingsrant at gmail.com. Until next time, I remain Jessica Fortunes. Bye-bye.